Hey, it's Big Joe for your trusted local independent American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning dealer, Absolute Comfort. Chris Wedekin is the owner, and he tells us why many homeowners are giving up their air conditioners for a high-efficiency heat pump. By removing your air conditioner and replacing it with a heat pump, you are not only saving by getting a higher-efficiency air conditioner, the heat pump works in reverse and saves you money in the wintertime as well. See if a heat pump is the right move for you by going to absolutecomfort.org. Absolute Comfort is your trusted local independent American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning dealer. Good morning. It is Monday, February 20th. It is President's Day, the day we celebrate George Washington's birthday and also get a mattress really cheap. It is six <coughs> minutes after 10. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. So state lawmakers are hearing a bill today restricting discussion of... Various topics for kindergartners through third graders. The various topics range from sexual orientation to gender identity. My, how time has changed. So schools are going to have to obtain written consent from parents before providing any instruction on sexual orientation or gender identity for students kindergarten through third grade. When I was young, that was seventh grade. Now we're talking about five-year-olds. Yeah, so there was, a, we saw this on TV, there was a line of people draped around the state house to get into this hearing today. And uh, we, of course, had said we were texting with our good friend Tony Kennett. You could hear him Saturdays, 1 to 3, the Tony Kennett Show here on W. UIBC, who was in the building, and he said, yes, the overwhelming uh, group of people there are ACLU and angry red shirt uh, public education oh, radicals. It's not, it's not just red shirts. Are there, it, are there it, new shirts? There are, very few, there are very few of the red shirts. It's really like, uh, are you familiar with the website Tumblr? You know no, that, what? Tumblr was an old social media oh. app, Kevin's grin, and yeah, and uh, it was very known for its pervasiveness of the, the social justice warrior buffalo types, oh, you know, uh-huh. the kind that, sure. that scream re at everything. And that's 99% of who's at the state house today. Every single really saggy armed social justice warrior. <laughs> I'm serious. It, it, they have the largest chicken wing fat I've ever seen on a human body. They, they come in and they scream and, and there are people getting thrown out of the legislative chamber left and right. So they, so these people are mad that they will not be able to talk about sex with little kids. That and they have a they have no idea what's in the bill. They haven't read it. But the ACLU has told them that if this bill passes, like Thanos will snap his fingers and gay people in Indiana will cease to exist and, and it'll just be terrible. And, and the bill, of course, says nothing about whether someone is allowed to be gay and be a teacher or mention, oh, yeah, I have a husband. If they're, they're if a kid, I guess, right. asks them, you know, who are you married to? I, I mean, again, in elementary classrooms, there's so little opportunity for kids. To so what's in the like bill? This. What does it actually say? You read stuff. Well, after the amendment that passed <laughs> today, the bill says two things. Number one, you cannot talk about sexual content in kindergarten through third grade. You can't. You can't tell kids about how, well, some people like to have sex with these kinds of people. I know that's shocking. You can't put that. That wasn't already the law? No. Like little kids, like no. you can't tell seven-year-olds about sex? There used to be and <laughs> and basically a provision that said that if you were a teacher or a librarian, then then you could. You were allowed to talk to, you know, about <laughs> sex to kids and things. Uh, but there's also a second provision now, according to Jacob Teshka's amendment, which did get passed this morning. It is a part of the bill that says if a kid wants to go by different pronouns, different gender, um, and they request the school to call them that from now on, the school has to get written permission from their parent. Uh-huh. So no more going behind parents' backs like mm. they did in Pendleton. That would be state law that you would have to get the parents' permission. Tess, Tess, Teshka? Yes. Teshka, Jake yes. Teshka. That's the guy that kept yes. incessantly calling the hotline that yes. day. 
Yes. Well, good for him. Right. Maybe he's actually started doing some real work instead of trying to call us all day. It's amazing what you can do if you focus on your job Mm -hmm. instead of calling the radio show. He's turning it around. There you go. Good on you, Jake. Uh, Jim Lucas, take notes. This is what happens when you get (laughs) off social media and actually get to work. Okay, so you're telling me, because usually when the angry red-shirted teacher people show up, the Republicans crawl under their desk and apologize for having ideas. This did not happen today. Yeah, but this is a different crowd. It's much much different when a uh, seasoned, you know, 35-year-old union teacher gets up and, and levels that teacher's stare at you than when some girl with 18 different hair colors, the glasses from Harry Potter, and a snakeskin miniskirt hops up to the booth and, and can't even finish her testimony because she's going, don't say gay, gay. Oh, I said gay. I'm sorry. And then everyone's like, yes, you're so brave, Quinn. Oh, my God. And, and so Republicans are really looking at this. Like, you look at the kid who's throwing a fit in the Walmart, uh-huh. and you're just like, ew. Yeah, so <laughs> that, That's really what's going on. Tony, Tony Kennett is our guest. There's a bill is it passed? Are they done? There is going to be 12 hours of testimony oh boy. today. They're going to testify until, I don't know, I guess we're finally allowed to say the word gay in Indiana. And this bill would essentially prohibit you from talking about sex with little kids, which seems like a total yep. no-brainer. So we played a clip last hour. I know you were over there testifying, but we played a clip. It's making the rounds on social media from a teacher in Arizona mm-hmm. who got in front of some sort of Senate committee at the Arizona State Legislature and was saying, basically, I have the master's degree. We have the master's degrees. We know better than than parents oh. do. We're supposed to be. We're the professionals. Who's and, who's vetting the parents? Yes, yes. She oh. was she, she was mad that you know parents had the audacity to want to be involved in their kids' education. And we were saying, look, that's Arizona. But I guarantee you, that is how a, a huge number of educators feel here. That we are the professionals. You don't know anything. Sit down and shut up well, if you're a parent. I have two education master's degrees from Ball State, and uh, I don't remember any class in my master's programs that said, I get to usurp the rights of parents. Because parents are the right holders of minors. That is their honored responsibility. That is what they are tasked with. I don't get to tell them how to raise their kids. That's just the way it is. And also, you know who else doesn't get to decide that? The kids. A kid with a mental disorder or instability should not be deciding how to self-treat. That is a horrible recipe that, according to the statistics, usually ends up in attempted suicide. Maybe, I have a shocker, maybe we actually bring parents into the conversation and we don't step on their rights. God, just a guy with two master's degrees, since that is apparently the measure of expertise. Okay, Tony, so opponents of the bill argued that it would limit the ability of schools to provide comprehensive sex education, and it would oh. also create barriers for the LGBTQ Why students. Why would a six-year-old need comprehensive sex education? Oh, no, 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 not just sex education. Comprehensive. We have to use really big words in order to photosynthesis. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a very important thing in education. Yawn. You don't need to be providing sex ed to, to six-year-olds. You know what I really don't want? Uh, K through three. Really, I don't want kids uh, under the age of puberty at all thinking about is sex. That that seems like a way to normalize things that should not be normal if an adult or a predator comes up and suggests something to them. The more normal something is to you, the more comfortable you are with it and less likely to throw up a red flag. Did you get booed during your testimony? People? No, and I was disappointed, but I also have a lot of things to do today, and that's, believe it or not, this is not the biggest thing that I, I, I was excited <laughs> to get yeah. to, so I wanted to get in and get out. And, what did you uh, say? I said I support the bill. It's a good bill. Schools, if uh, if left to their own devices and able to keep things from parents, referencing Teshka's amendment, you will have public school districts which are liable for student suicides. Hey, be- before we let you go, I want to, because we got a few minutes here left with Tony Kennett. You can hear Saturday's Tony Kennett show here on uh, 93 WIBC. Um, 
we're going to talk about this next hour and go in depth in it, but I want to get your take on it. So the Republicans come out, House Republicans come out in their budget in Indiana and go, hey, we got to put a whole bunch more money into the voucher program, which I think is fine. But then at the same tune, they go, we must put a whole bunch more money into public education. And I'm sitting here going, okay, so you're putting what'll be $20 billion or more into K through 12 public education. But then on the other hand, you admit it's such a colossal failure that we must put more money into this voucher program so that people have choice on where to send their kids. How do these people with a straight face square all of this up? So my, my question to the Indiana GOP is simply this. Why uh, do we look at school districts like IPS, which chugs money like a, a white girl out of college chugs dollar margaritas at Applebee's? Why do we look at IPS, who engorges itself on taxpayer money and yet cannot improve reading, math, science or history scores of its students and say, you know what you need? More money. I, it doesn't work. There's no sense to it. And so maybe it's just kind of a crazy idea. We start holding schools accountable before we up the ante on the taxpayer dollar. Tony Kennett, host of the Tony Kennett Show, Saturdays, one until three. Thanks for going over there. Thanks for doing all the work so we don't have to do any of it. I'm oh, really, it's I'm, a pleasure. I'm I'm so curious now. What's the other thing you've got going on today? <laughs> well, I, I have a date with my wife. Oh, that's more important. Oh, it's way more important yeah. than sweaty politicians in you. Indianapolis. <laughs> have fun. It is 14 minutes after 10. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. Always <laughs> 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 oh, that's great, Kev. Well done. 18 minutes after 10, it is Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Trending this hour, Tiger Woods. He has issued an apology oh, after pranking his playing partner with a tampon. He yeah. said it was supposed to be all fun and games. So what happened there? So Tiger Woods was playing with Justin Thomas, who's one of the better players in the world. Of course, Tiger rarely plays now, but the the uh, Genesis uh, Open was his. It's his tournament. I think his foundation makes money off of it. And so he played in it, played pretty well, made the cut. And he was playing with uh, with Justin Thomas. And they've been friends for a long time. And Thomas is uh, much younger than Tiger. But they had a, there was a hole where they both hit their drives. And Thomas hit what he thought was a pretty good drive. And Tiger hit it past him. Mm-hmm. And without any sort of fanfare, it wasn't like he was running into the middle of the fairway and throwing it at him. He just simply handed him. Yeah. A tampon, and it was only caught on camera. It wasn't publicized. It wasn't anything. And the joke of it was, you're hitting like a girl, which newsflash, Mm -hmm. professional men golfers hit the ball markedly further than professional women golfers. Well, that's why the tee is farther off for women. Thank you, Casey. Yeah. It's genetics. It's the truth. And so it was a joke. And of course, instead of just looking at everyone and going, It's a joke. Yeah, I'm Tiger Woods. I do what I want around here. If you don't like it, feel free not to watch. If you're upset, you're not watching anyway. Or if you are upset, you're not upset enough that you're not going to stop watching. He issued this apology, and it was just completely ridiculous. Yeah. Also trending, Olivia Newton-John. She recorded a duet with Dolly Parton, and they did this before Olivia Newton-John passed away. Now, I know you're a huge fan of Dolly Parton, Oh, yes. Rob. Oh, love Dolly Parton. And this, this song, not bad. So let's give it a listen and then you can tell me what do you think better or worse than the original now you could have your 
choice of men, but I can never love again. He's the only one for me, Jolene, Jolene. I had to have this talk with you. My happiness depends on you and whatever you decide to do, Jolene, Jolene. You done? Well, I mean, there's just some yodeling in there from Dolly Parton at one point. I mean, I don't. I mean, it's fine. I mean, if that's your cup of tea, it's great, and it's nice that uh, uh, Olivia Newton-John was able to do something that brought her joy before mm-hmm. she passed away. But mm-hmm. uh, just uh, it sounds like uh, it was a little bit more rock and version. I mean, notice the guitars. Uh, I tried to notice as little about that as possible, Casey. <laughs> okay. I just kept saying in my head, when will it end? Mm-hmm. Finally trending, Saving Private Ryan actor Tom Sizemore has been hospitalized after suffering a brain aneurysm. They say it's a wait and see situation. He is currently in critical condition. 21 minutes after 10, it is Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. So former President Jimmy Carter, who's 98 years old, the longest living American president, he has entered hospice care in Georgia. After a series of short hospital stays, the Carter Center sent out a statement saying that he decided to spend his remaining time at home with his family and receive hospice care instead of additional medical intervention. So Jimmy Carter, by all accounts, has lived a phenomenal life as a human being. I don't think that there is any doubt when you look at Jimmy Carter, clearly loves the Lord, very dedicated up until very recently, was still teaching Sunday school at a local church. By the way, can you imagine going to church? church there and the because the president mm-hmm. once you're president you forever get the spectacle i mean get what like yeah. what is that like yeah you know trying to worship and there's a bunch of guys in suits and sunglasses peering over your shoulder but uh by all accounts obviously the stuff he did habitat for humanity mm-hmm. building homes mm-hmm. a just a phenomenal human being now that being said I think we would be remit. I mean, look, he was, he is known. We are talking about him because he was president of the United States. So while his legacy as a human being is one of just a top flight, top notch, every person should on some level aspire to be and produce for their community and love other people like Jimmy Carter. It was a disaster as a president, right? Mm-hmm. And I mean, that's it's a double narrative, right? It's a it, and, and 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 it is proof that you can be. Not a great person, but a terrible leader in mm-hmm. terms of running a country. Yeah, when he took office, he had the energy crisis, Soviet aggression, the situation with Iran, and he boycotted the Olympic Games. He was ineffective in resolving the crisis with Iran. He had a hard time building coalitions. And, you know, he had this bedrock honesty, which was probably to his detriment as a president. Well, it was to his detriment because he wasn't doing anything to fix it. And the lesson of Jimmy Carter, and you're seeing it now again with Joe Biden, is that, look, America is anointed by God with a special place in the world and a special place in history. The idea that the incredibly brilliant people, some of the most brilliant, smartest, courageous people who have ever walked the face of the earth were all together at the same place at the same time Mm -hmm. with the same cause and what they created the system of governance. If that doesn't if that doesn't make you believe in a higher power, then I don't know really how to help you because we are so blessed and so gifted in this country. And the problem is we have so many people in positions of power 
who do not believe and buy buy into that America is anointed by God with a special place in the world. And as such, we are better than other countries. We are countries that the country that other countries should strive to be. And part of that is asserting American dominance, not just around the globe, but in this country and the American exceptionalism is kind of what it gets referred to. And that doesn't mean we send troops to every corner of the globe. It doesn't mean we launch ill-begotten wars, but the idea that we are better, we are special, and it is okay to tell the world that, oftentimes Democrat presidents do not buy into that. And I think you have certainly seen in the case of Jimmy Carter, he did not assert American dominance. He did not inspire people to believe in American exceptionalism. And you saw a great decline in America standing at home and abroad. Mm -hmm. You've seen the same thing with Joe Biden. When we have presidents who believe in American exceptionalism, who proudly and boldly talk about America's special place in the world, America usually thrives. So when he left office in 1981, he had a 34% approval rating. And you want to talk about somebody who turned it around. The Camp David Accords, relations with China, which, well, (laughs) we're we're back at square one again. Also, the, the Panama Canal Treaty and a big champion for human rights and quite a humanitarian. So his legacy definitely improved. He's one of those guys who got better when he left office. Well, sure. I mean, it's easy to be really well-liked when you have still have immense, I mean, power, I don't know if power is the right word, but when you have to make the choice, like being an elected office, if you do it right, is hard Mm -hmm. because you're always making hard choices. And Jimmy Carter was horrific at making hard choices and making good hard choices. Jimmy Carter ran the country into the ground. And I'm not meaning to speak ill of someone that sounds like maybe about to pass on, because at the same time, I'm willing to say as a human being, he was a phenomenal guy. But the reality is Mm -hmm. we're talking about him because he was a president and your time you spent as president is a huge part of your life narrative. It's the same way as I can say George Old Man Bush deserves all the credit in the world for bravely serving his country in World War II. A phenomenal patriot in terms of being willing to go fight and die and sacrifice for his country. He was also not a very good president. Mm -hmm. When you are president of the United States and your time is coming or has come, your time as president will always be a big part of your narrative. Yeah, absolutely. It's part of your legacy. And I would imagine that when Jimmy Carter does pass, it would be an understated affair because that's the type of man he was and it is president's day so when you think about uh, funerals of former presidents reagan was probably the last big one Mm -hmm. that we experienced oh can you imagine trump's (laughs) (laughs) don't 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 go there oh no i'm not saying i want it to happen i'm just saying can you imagine what his is going to be like i mean it's just uh finest of everything anyway um hopefully trump lives many 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 more happy years all right voicemails next do we have some oh we got some oh, all right good it's 10 27 it's kendall and casey on 93 wibc i'm so sorry you have just reached my answering machine good morning 317-684-8444 that's our phone number if you'd like to contribute with your voicemail questions comments smart remarks it is kendall and casey on 93 wibc at 10:32. so you may remember i think on thursday it came out that our old pal diego morales the mm-hmm. secretary of state yeah. uh, you may remember him remember he was according to paperwork fired by todd rokita from the secretary of state's office 
And then, according to paperwork, was about to be fired by Charlie White from the Secretary of State's office. And then there was like a big controversy about like, what do you do for a job? Mm -hmm. And then there's like a controversy now about how he voted in a county different from where he took take, his homestead, takes his homestead credit. Yep. And remember, the Republicans were like, oh, yeah, overwhelmingly, this would be the best guy to oversee our uh, Secretary of State's office. <laughs> the remember, guy who nearly was fired twice. Yeah, you, you Let's remember hire him. him for the game. Uh, yeah. You, so just just trying to get everybody up to speed on who yeah. you know Diego is. Yeah. Um, now, it came out that one of his first acts as Secretary of State mm -hmm. was not like we're going to get election, you know, voting issues solved or we're not going to make it a more business friendly office and a more business business friendly state to operate your LLC or whatever in. No, one of the first things he did, I think nine days in was the report, was he hired his brother-in-law mm -hmm. to be a, a co-director yeah. in the, uh, something with auto services and, you know, his, his brother had, well, he'd risen to the level of, I believe, sales consultant was mm -hmm. how IndyStar uh, described it. So why, I mean, why wouldn't you go from sales consultant to co-director over an entire state? Running the- Six-figure yeah. salary, you know. So, uh, some people were naturally interested in that. And of course, you know, we tried to tell people for months and months and months what Diego was and what he would do. And um, looks like we're very quickly being proven completely correct. But uh, somebody called and wanted to uh, discuss that. So I'm sitting at dinner Thursday night, reading my Google News feed, and here I come across cowardly Diego, <laughs> who hired his brother-in-law. And not only did he hire his brother-in-law, but it wasn't even an open position. He created a position. <sighs> And, uh, you know, my first thought was rage, anger, but not the least bit surprised. My second thought is I can't wait to get to work so I can listen to the replay and hear Rob's reaction. <laughs> However, I was disappointed because Rob has been Micah-ized. <gasps> Rob is cool, calm, and collected. I was expecting the Rob Kendall that jumps up on a console, ripping his clothes off like the Incredible Hulk, neck veins bulging out, turning his head from as far away from the microphone as possible, and screaming at the top of his lungs, I told you so! You now, Indiana Republican Party is a joke. The state is a joke, and this Diego guy proves it. Well, as we talked about this, and I had a long conversation with Mike on how best to address mm -hmm. what is clearly, I mean, I, look, I think any rational person would say hiring your brother-in-law who, uh, I mean, again, nothing against sales consultants. I know there are many of them out there, but to go from sales consultant to co-director over an entire state, mm -hmm. kind of a bit of a, a leap and, uh, you know, six-figure salary. I feel like I've screamed all that I can scream about who the Republican Party is. I feel like I've screamed all that I can scream about who Diego is. He, he was bummed you didn't hulk out. Well... But I've done that. Mm -hmm. And so I'm trying to figure out, and that's one of the things Mike and I talked about, is new ways to try to reach people to show what's happening and what's going on. And we tried a little more professional approach with it. And look, we told you. Everybody knew what Diego's background was. And a lot of people, including people hearing us right now, still voted for him. And this is par for the course. And this is par for the course for Indiana Republicans, and I have a sneaking suspicion. I mean, nothing will come of this, and this is the sort of behavior that Republicans just just tolerate now. Okay, so this is the Auto Dealer Services Division. Uh -huh. 
and Sean Grady, who is Diego's brother-in-law, uh-huh. has been hired for the co-director position, making a salary of $108,000 a year. The other director, the co-director, is an attorney. Uh-huh. So this is a big job that sure. we need two people to do. Mm-hmm. And we're going to pay the guy who's been working in the car dealership for five years $108,000. But here's the realization, Casey, is that so many people are so wed to the letter, right? Mm -hmm. And this is the thing that I've really, really learned. November elections really taught me that. Both like, when I'm not just talking about in Indiana, I'm talking about all over. I mean, the fact that, hi, good night, everybody, was easily elected to be a U.S. Senator in Pennsylvania. But it's the same thing here. People are so wed to this stupid, meaningless letter. And look, we've done a pretty good job of breaking tens of thousands of people off of that. I mean, the fact that Jeff Moore, who had raised about eight cents in that Secretary of State's race, got 35,000 more votes than the previous Libertarian did while the Republicans and Democrats went down by hundreds of thousands of votes. We we clearly make an impact, but we don't make a big enough impact to alter the entire state. And it's just, people are just unwilling to break themselves from that addiction, the letter addiction, to do What's right. So we'll keep reporting on stuff like this. I'm sure it won't be the last time we'll talk about something related to Diego, but we're not surprised. Mm -hmm. We told you what he was, Mm -hmm. and you're so afraid of a Democrat being in there that people will tolerate this, even though it's they if a Democrat did it, they'd lose their minds. Nobody will say there'll be so many Republicans who won't say a word about this. They'll justify it, they'll spin it, they'll whatever, because he has an R next to his name. Yeah. And well, you know what? It's it's nepotism that's just going to further erode people's trust in government, as uh, it should. Yeah. All right. Uh, okay. So let's uh, remember we had the conversation about this Bill Josh Hawley, who is the senator from Missouri. Missouri, right. He wants to put a age limit on social media. Yes. And so you and I had talked about, six, I think, 16. Mm-hmm. And you're going to have to upload a driver's license and some blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Um, and we talked about Republicans always say they want limited and less government. Mm-hmm. And then they keep doing things to say they want more government. Because ultimately, while there is merit to keeping your kid or kids, plural, off of social media, ultimately, that's not the government's job to do. That's your job Mm -hmm. to do it as a parent and your job to raise your kids as you see best and uh, got got a call about that. Hey, Kendall and Casey, this is Mike from Bluffton. The uh, big problem with the social media and uh, age limits, kids are a lot smarter than what you think they are. They can get around all sorts of things that uh, parents say no and block. There's lots of people out there helping them do things they shouldn't be doing. And these are not always good people. So just remember, kids are a lot smarter than you think they are. Even 10-year-olds. Mm-hmm. Kids may be smarter, but government is not smarter. I trust, trust me, government is not smarter than you think it is. In fact, it's markedly more stupid than you think it is. And there are ways. I mean, look, is there a 100% way to ever prevent your kid from being exposed to something harmful on the Internet? No. But hey, if you don't let your kid have internet on their phone, mm-hmm. now there is certainly probably merit to, for your child to have a phone to be able to text or call parents, etc. But if you don't let them have internet on their phone mm-hmm. and your computer is always in a uh, prominent location in your house and you have guards around that, then you're probably going to dramatically be able to limit the amount of harmful things your child is exposed to. 
But when it's all said and done, that doesn't even matter because that is not the job of the government. The job of you, the job of you is to raise the kids. Mm -hmm. That is not the government's responsibility. Yeah. The last thing you want is government raising your kids. And if we're going to come on here and we're going to, we're going to, and rightfully so, uh, point out how ridiculous it is that a bunch of lunatics are at the state house right now complaining that they can't teach sex to kindergartners. Uh, then we're also going to point out how if you are taking responsibility for that, which is what we're saying, it's the parents' job for that. It's also the parents' job to display what's on the internet, right? Well, it comes down to your relationship that you have with your children. Are you going to have an open dialogue or are you going to be the type of parent where they're scared to tell you things? Yeah. If they're not afraid to be honest with you, you're much more likely to have a good relationship with your child. Yep. Casey, remember last week we had the guy who called... Oh, we have inserted the audio clip into the show where mm -hmm. he was very upset. We have to figure out what kind of show we're going to be. Yes, because, uh, well, I guess there were two phone calls. I'm sorry, I'm mixing these two together. There was the guy who called, so we got to figure out what kind of show we 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 want to be because we were having too much fun and we were laughing too much <laughs> and bringing too much joy into people's houses. Right. And then there was the guy who called who was mad because he said we don't rip on the Democrats right. enough. And we pointed out how many segments out of a show we spend ripping on the Democrats and we pointed out people just like hear what selective they hearing. hear what they want to hear mm -hmm. this guy was a guy who clearly was team R mm -hmm. and was mad that we had the audacity to point out various areas in which the Republicans who run this state their mm -hmm. Democrats don't control anything are letting taxpayers down and I guess just totally was suffering from amnesia from all the the um, segments we do on how awful Biden and the Democrats in Congress are and uh, somebody called about that um, I'm sorry that we have buffoons out there listening that only hear only half. Even I'm not a good listener, but I still heard about it all. And you know what? I agree with you guys wholeheartedly, 110%. Have a good day. Love you, Casey. Oh, by the way, Rob. You're pretty cool. That's what I've heard. That's what Kevin said. <laughs> okay, well, here we go. Instead of defeating COVID-19 and unifying the country like you promised, President Biden has worsened our divisions and made Americans poorer and less safe than when he assumed office. Under Democrats' control of Congress and the White House, energy costs and the price of everyday goods have skyrocketed. Our enemies no longer fear us. Violent crime is on the rise. Our supply chain is broken and unvaccinated and untested illegal immigrants are welcome to come into the United States while deadly fentanyl flows over our open border. Did you do that just for that guy? I did because he didn't hear us ripping on yeah. the Democrats or the Biden administration. I wanted to be clear. Yeah. And newsflash, you can dislike both sides equally. That's also okay. Yeah. Uh, all right. One more. Uh, people very interested last uh, week. We'd pointed out how... Um, we somehow got on the song Babe by Styx. Oh, no. And we, you had pointed out how mean you were to a boy in your youth who had given you that on a 45. Mm -hmm. You didn't even listen to the words. You thought it was about some guy walking out on his wife, mm -hmm. when in reality it's a song about how much he misses his wife yeah. and has to go earn this living, and he's so lonely even though he's in all these sold-out stadiums, et cetera. Mm -hmm. And so, you, of course, your life was worse served because you didn't listen to that 45 the kid mm -hmm. gave you. Uh -huh. um, anyway, people really kind of enthralled with that okay Casey I got this thing figured out this song for babe this kid had been hearing this thing over and over at his house he was sick of it 
so he brought it to school to give it to somebody. You happen to be that somebody. Right. So now when he goes home and they say, where's the song? He can say, I have no idea where it is. <laughs> he just got rid of it because he was sick of hearing it. Right. See ya. <laughs> Nobody in the history of ever. Yeah has listened to Babe and said, let me get rid of that. That has never in the history of ever happened to anyone ever. I wish I could remember that boy's name. That's how much it meant to uh-huh. me. I I was young. Yeah. I saved him years of heartbreak. <laughs> Trust me, boy. You're, you're, you don't want any of this. Your life is better off. You don't want any of this nonsense. We've got Hammer joining us next. It's 1045 with Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. Good morning, it is 10 minutes in front of 11. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Hammer is in the studio with us. Look at who you brought with you. I got the boy with me today. Yeah, the it's, best hammer. <laughs> the better hammer. President's Day, so we had to bring the president yeah. in. Aren't, aren't you your student body president? A senior class president at Beach Grove High School right now. Yeah, the Dominion voting machines worked in your favor. <laughs> that was uh, that was great. Okay, so before we got to try to help your boy out, but before we do that, would you like to explain what you and I were subjected to yesterday with your co-host? So... As many people know, we have a text thread, myself, (laughs) Rob Kendall, and Big Nige. And it's really nothing about work. It's just pop culture stuff. It's sports. It's what we're gambling on. The fact that we know when Nigel gets drunk and blacks out (laughs) is a problem, right? That's like a warning sign. So (laughs) yesterday, I sent you guys the screenshot of... Donald Trump on that Truth Social app mm-hmm. ripping on Ron DeSantis. Yeah. Yeah. And Rob and I had like a five, six, you know, text exchange on, is this going to divide the base? What's Trump's base look like? And it goes on for a while. Yeah. So then, you know, we start watching live PD and all that changes. Well, this morning, <laughs> Nigel wakes up, sends the exact same picture of the exact same post from Donald Trump. Hey, did you guys see this? <laughs> so neither one of us responded because we're like, you idiot. We just literally did this yesterday and talked about it for five minutes. Mm-hmm. So the day goes by. Nige gets drunk, blacks out. We haven't heard from him. And then all of a sudden, you've got this guy in the Daytona 500, Ricky Stenhouse yeah. Jr. Mm-hmm. Uh, he rarely wins. His nickname is Spinhouse because yeah. he often spins out of the race. Mm-hmm. So I put the text out to the thread. Hey, I can't believe Spinhouse won one. And lo and behold, like the Undertaker popping up out of the casket, <laughs> Nigel responds, who's Spinhouse? Are you guys talking about golf? And then uh, Rob, yes, we're talking about golfer Ricky Spinhouse Jr. You remember that time he almost won the Masters? And I sent a photo of who he really was. And we never heard from Nigel again. (laughs) So one can only assume that he was either blacked out drunk those hours that we didn't hear from him and was still drunk when he responded. (laughs) And he's not working today, right? 
No, he's off all week. <laughs> I got Guy Relford and Chris Hammer uh, flying with me today. How, how does he get all these days off? What what sort of contract did he negotiate? Here's the thing. We have the same amount of vacation days, but his immune system is that of somebody that will die if they get a paper cut. Yeah, right. So he takes 85 sick days uh-huh. a year, and guess who's left here to cover and pick mm-hmm. up the, the scrap heap? Your you, boy. You know, the blackout <laughs> drinking may not be good for the immune system. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, real quick, you... Chris Hammer is here. Uh, thank you for being the decent child in the family. We really appreciate it. <laughs> the rivalry that. that you have with my youngest is fantastic, well, he's mouthy. by the way. I don't like him. He doesn't respect his elders. I don't like it. <laughs> Chris, what does Jacob say about Rob when we're at home? <laughs> Horrible things. Horrible <laughs> things. <laughs> Did we ever get that Monopoly game that he challenged you to? <laughs> That's, That's right. right. He, he loves Monopoly, doesn't he? Jacob, like, walked to the middle of the ring, threw the belt down, and challenged you <laughs> in a Monopoly You'll game. You'll be bankrupt in an hour. <laughs> and then I'll take your money. You're real money and then I'll take your girl <laughs> walked out like Ric Flair going Woo! Yeah, your wife would be happier with me uh, but we were pointing out the prom is coming up for you right yes, yes. and we don't have a prom date yet so Chris and woman associate yeah. as you would say Rob uh-huh. no longer an item oh so prom is right around the corner yeah. so yeah. we've got to get a prom date mm-hmm. for Chris here mm-hmm. and he's 18 you're 18 yes. so yeah, the, the date could do whatever the date wants to do with it exactly all the things yeah <laughs> Casey how old's your daughter she's 21 now I know she's got a dude but would she like a better dude right well I was flashing Chris Hammer's yeah. pictures of I think her. that would be perfect what if we had a love match here what if we had Casey's daughter go to prom with Chris Hammer yeah, Chris, an older a, woman what's a prom date look like with you, uh, probably picked up in a nice car. Yeah, go to a restaurant for dinner before oh. prom. What, what what restaurant are we talking about here? Are we going to rallies? Or are we going to St. Elmo's? <laughs> uh, we're probably going to St. Elmo's because I got some gift cards. <laughs> <laughs> the crazy coupon lady hooking it up. And last year, I don't think it's going to happen this year because you're not downtown. But Rob Kendall was your driver, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Celebrity driver, yep. a date at St. Elmo's, mm-hmm. and El Presidente. If, if people, Athlete, if, if president. Pe- if people would like to go to the prom with you, you're on social media. How can they? hit you up on twitter it's at hammer time 1417 and then on instagram it's chris hammer time at hammer time 1417 slide into those dms yeah. oh, go pete rose and go head first into no, those dms no, no h too high baby <laughs> hammer what's coming up this afternoon chris will join me guy relford will join me monday gunday in the chicks at 5 30 all right it's kendall and casey on 93 wibc